The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, everybody. I am in for Will Brinson. I'm Ryan Wilson, and today we are talking Steelers, baby. And uh, one of my favorite guys, not only in the universe of Steelers, but overall, Jim Wexel, Steel City Insider. Jim, we talk every few years. I actually saw you at the Combine. It was, it was great to bump into you, but I, I always, when I talk to you, I like to thank you for giving me – you're the first guy to, to actually pay me to write. Back in 2006 with Steel City Insider. Um, I haven't forgotten that, and uh, I appreciate you from way back in the day until right now where you decided to join us, and you agreed to, to join us and talk a little Steelers. How are you doing? I'm good. I like I, I like hearing that. I like when young writers – I like developing young not, – not that I developed you at all, but you know what I mean, the, the word. I like hiring and encouraging them and, and giving them a platform and then letting them go, and then they become world famous. Yeah, I don't they know. Have about me that. on their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you follow world famous by, and I'm on their podcast, I don't know if the world famous thing works out. <laughs> but I appreciate uh, the I, uh, the opportunity. It was uh, it was it was a great break at the time. I enjoyed doing it, and I always love talking to you. And uh, you know, you've been covering the Steelers how long now? Since '95. Wow. I was talking to Brian McFadden the other night, and he said, "You know, I'm the good luck charm. I was the rabbit's foot because he came in in 2005." And I told him, I've been a rabbit's foot longer than you, mister. I, I came in in 1995. They went to the Super Bowl, and I thought it was me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, you, that, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm just flying. All right, so let's let's get to it. The 2019 Steelers, uh, you could argue by all accounts, that was Mike Tomlin's best job uh, as a coach in Pittsburgh. But the, the the big issue, of course, was after a game and a half, Big Ben wasn't there. What does this team look like? Let me back up. What, how, how do you think Big Ben is going to look based on what we've seen in, in our limited exposure to him in the offseason? And if he is anything close to what we expect, what does the Steelers team look like in 2020? Really, the only thing I've seen are the words coming from the mouths of people who are catching his passes. Sounds like the velocity's there. I didn't really expect it this soon. Well, we are in June now. But, you know, we for a month now or so, we've read that uh, his arm's strong. You know, and it goes back to the day they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. Somebody knew something about Ben's arm. You know right. what I mean? I mean, we didn't know anything. Nothing was coming out. But the people who made the trade and, and traded the number one draft pick and said, hey, we're not going to need a quarterback with that draft pick, um, they knew something, I think. I thought uh, that guided us. So, and sure enough, Kevin Colbert was confident all along in February. He said we might have a better Ben Roethlisberger. So, uh, I, I I have to go with that. It's very encouraging, and uh, everything else is in place. Yeah, no, and that's that's right. And, and I, it sounds like you um, have very little concern about where Big Ben should be based on sort of what you've heard. I, I feel the same way. But I think we slightly differ in terms of the backup plan. We know Kevin Colbert seems fine with Mason Rudolph. I think I've seen you say on Twitter you're fine with Mason Rudolph. You can correct me if I'm wrong. 
Um, I would feel better. Like I wanted them to, to sniff around Marcus Mariota maybe. Uh, he signed a pretty cheap deal for the Raiders. You know, Jameis Winston got some love in, 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 in Pittsburgh media circles. I don't know if I was quite willing to go that far, but Cam Newton's still out there. Where are you on Mason as number two after uh, an up and down, maybe mostly down season last year? Well, when he came back and played against the Jets, I think that buoyed everybody's spirits. I thought he was fantastic. That first half was it. He looked really good. And, you know, that's part of the quarterback problem. It's a process, and you have to go through the process. And the Steelers are a process team. This guy was a third-round pick. Um, they, you know, they love him in the locker room. Uh, the, the allegation that he used a racial epithet uh, I thought was off the entire time, and now I, I think ever since Mason's lawyer got involved, I haven't heard boo about that. Right. And Miles Garrett sure shut up really quick. He's a good, I'm going to say kid, because that's what he reminds me of, but he has the psychological makeup of bouncing back, and that was the big question. I mean, how do you bounce back from what happened to him? Then all these trade wins going around uh, were a violent storm for him uh, beyond getting pounded in the head and really per- playing poorly and his performance going, getting worse every week. And then the following week of practice, he was just abysmal. He deserved his benching. And then he started getting better. And then he gets back in against the Jets and, and really looked fantastic, I thought. And I think everyone uh, with the Steelers thought so, too. I think fans saw him get injured and another loss and uh, just continued to pile on him really didn't take that game into much consideration, in my opinion. And so this is a third-round pick, and he showed signs of encouragement, and you liked him anyway. You like his makeup. What are you going to bring in Marcus Mariota for? Uh, now, now Mason's number three. We push his development back further. When, that four, when those four years are up, he's gone. I don't know. I, but again, that's part of the process. That's why it's so difficult. That's why the 80s were so long, uh, because – they went through the process, and boy, at the end of that process, the guy didn't work out. So right. uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know what Cam Newton's problem is. I, I love him as an athlete and as a player. Something must be wrong, uh, and I haven't investigated at all. I have no idea whether it's money, whether it's attitude, or what could be the problem with him because he looks fantastic as an athlete and a player. Um, and Mariota. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I, I'd stick with Mason Rudolph. I think Colin Kaepernick's a legitimate consideration, being that the Steelers uh, have a history of progressiveness. I was going to ask. Uh, I was just on the well, radio. Ask me that about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I don't think Mike Tomlin's made a statement yet, but my response to that was Mike Tomlin could be doing a million other things. I don't know if he necessarily needs to say anything, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Rooney's came out and said something. And to your point, Jim, maybe thought about Colin. I don't think they say anything because I don't think they're going to do it. I'm just saying they've always been a progressive organization. They may give it a chance. With a few years off, he is probably no longer a top 32 quarterback, but I think he you could go down the list of backups and he could certainly make an argument that he deserves to be in the league. Whether that happens, obviously we'll have to wait and see. I don't know if he wants to be. He obviously had that workout last year for, for the NFL and, and nothing came up, so maybe he still does. But um, I, I think sometimes maybe his purposes are, are better served doing what he's doing so uh we'll see we'll see what happens with, with colin um let's talk about here's a name that i've heard so much this offseason and it's sort of funny i thought he had a really good rookie season but steelers fans sort of know about him but everyone else seems to be catching on to deontay johnson uh the third round pick out of uh where'd he go he went to uh where'd he go toledo toledo thank you toledo 
Yeah, uh, Mac Toledo, third rounder. Um, I thought he had a really good rookie season given the quarterback circumstances. Are you mm-hmm. expecting a huge jump? Is this good news for Juju Smith-Schuster now that Big Ben's supposedly going to be healthy? James Washington, and also I'll throw in there, what are your expectations for the rookie second-rounder Chase Claypool? Oh, you, so you just want me to run down all the wide receivers? Just You can talk about the, the big four, the guys that should hopefully contribute the most, and, and maybe start with uh, what, uh, yeah. what Deontay Johnson, the expectations should be for him. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I, I guess, was injured this spring. I haven't haven't looked too closely into that. Some kind of sports hernia, you know. They he he kind of struggled physically last year. It was, um, I believe, a hamstring or something. And uh, uh, I, I forget exactly what it was. And it may be the same problem that's dogged him this spring. But um, they wanted him to add weight. And if he's still hurting, if he's unable to really get into a workout program then their wishes are not going to be met. They, they really want him to add weight. They, they see it as a, a, a process uh, for their young receivers that they bring in like him. I, I forget the example they kept using last year. I know AB is one of them. You know, a, a young, small receiver just keeps getting stronger, and that's what he needs. So I'm a little concerned about his offseason so far without ever having talked to him or seen him. Um, uh, Juju, uh, you know, I, I love, you know, his, his hundred and what, 111 catch season that actually did happen. His two ninety seven yard touchdown catches actually did happen. Whether they were with a B or not, they were 97 yard touchdown catches. What he did almost in beating, uh, new England in the, uh, uh, what's the tight end J- Jesse James game, right. uh, what he did there almost beat new England and Brady. What he did against Oakland before the kicker slipped and fell, a perfectly executed hook and sugar uh, play. Uh, Juju uh, was exceptional there, almost beat him there. I don't know how A.B. helped him on that or against New England. So when he has a a bad toe, a turf toe, that leads into what was his next uh, issue. You know how these small injuries in your leg go up your leg and your hamstring and then whatever the heck his injury was, uh, I forget. But it, it it metastasized. I mean, it was just a bad year. Now you throw the quarterback in there, and I think he, whether you want to call him a number one or number two, I think he's a fantastic player. And I I I would hope they would try to sign him. Uh, and I think he's a fine number one, uh, however you define a number one, because he's a he's the group leader. So right. he's that makes him a number one. James Washington, you love the work ethic. You love the strides he made last year. Can't wait to see the strides continue because when that guy better, goes up. He got better without a quarterback last year, and that didn't happen for a lot of the players. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and when he goes up in practice, I mean, he has big, strong hands, and he rips balls down. He he has a great vertical jump. I don't know that we've seen all what we've been seeing in practice. Um, and the number four is Claypool. I just wanted your thoughts on, on taking him in the second round because we know the Steelers historically do great with getting wide receivers. I know some fans probably wanted Denzel Mims there. He lasted a little longer. I just want to know what you thought about Chase and his sort of where he fits. I, boy, I like everything everything I've seen. You know, you know, I've been writing a book, so I didn't do the draft film evaluations that I normally do. But when they picked him, I looked at him, saw the size, saw the speed, saw the vertical. Um, started watching some games, and I watched the Chris Sims podcast. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, but every Steeler fan should see the Chris Sims podcast on on Chase Claypool. He loves him. Chris Sims is Phil Sims' son who played uh, in the NFL um, as a backup for like eight years. So he knows what he's talking about. Just loves everything about him. 
And the first thing they, they love about him is his skills as a gunner. So I can't wait to see a big six four gunner. Uh, who's that? He'll have to be his first job because that's how he'll work his way up. Right. He loves to go down and hit. I mean, I, I'm sure you remember Heinz Ward from his gunner days. So uh, that's exciting just from that start. And you would think that with Ben Roethlisberger's love of big, tall receivers, deep, deep and tall receivers, that uh, they're going to hit it off great. And this is a great present for, if it's not Ben's last year, for his last couple of years. Right. No, I agree. And I'm excited to see how that sort of fits in. And the good news is for Chase Claypool, he does not have to come in immediately and help out as a wide receiver because of the guys we just talked about. So more important to this offense, um, James Conner and his health, which is uh, obviously a big deal last year. He, he struggled <laughs> Or was it uh, the acquisition of Eric Ebron and what he and Vance McDonald now bring to the tight end position? I have no cares about Eric Ebron. I, I am not impressed with him at all. So I don't know. Does this guy block? Does he want to play? Did he quit on his last team? I mean, is he uh, is he a Lions developed guy? I you know he's got to he's got to show me something. I, I I I'm not all excited about that. I think that will keep one of the four receivers off the field. I, I like Vance McDonald. He 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 seems determined to improve on his play from last year and his mental attitude from last year. Um, you know he'll have his quarterback back. He can stop pouting in in game and uh, and he's a rugged guy. And if he hears this, he'll 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 show me some of that rugged guy. So right. uh, uh, you know I, I I still believe in him more than Eric Ebron. And if Ebron, you know Ebron's going to be a red zone guy. Great. Okay, another tall guy. And uh, so you got Claypool and you got Ebron for the red zone. Great. Uh, but I, it's not like I'm all excited about Eric Ebron. It sounded like he was uh, with Darius Green uh, when he was talking about how bad his ankle was. And right. And not healed yet. I'm like, what the heck are they doing now? So uh, if I have a low opinion now, I'll only be surprised. So that'll be a better uh, outlook. And people can come back at me and say, you know, you're an Eric Ebron hater. And yeah. uh, the Eric Ebron uh, nation can come after me, and that's fine. Uh, and but it doesn't about, um, me. How important is James Conner's health to this offense? Well, um, you know, we've seen it. We've seen how important his health is when he's out. Um, it's a question mark, and uh, rightfully they're not looking to extend him going into this last season of his contract because they can, you know, if he surprises and performs well, and boy, is he hungry. You can just feel that talking to him. We talked to him on the phone. Uh, he's in the best shape of his life, and he's another year removed from cancer treatment and uh, all that good stuff. So uh, I'm going to have a high bar for him uh, because uh, I'm going to I'm going to be in James Conner Nation. Uh, yep. Part of that, uh, even though I called for a running back in the second round, uh, I do think they needed a compliment at least. And a fourth round guy does not say we're going to get rid of Conner. Uh, this is the guy in waiting. Fourth rounder is a fourth rounder, but boy, he's he's interesting, McFarland. There's some real speed there. That looks that looks like a perfect complement in that backfield. So you have to be excited about that. And uh, the other guys are going to get better. They all are going to get better than they were last year. Um, and the, Kevin Colbert believes that. You know, he he believes Benny Snell is going to be better. He believes Jalen Samuel is going to be better. Kareth White. Those guys all have a lot to prove. So they're going to all be working hard, and they'll all be better than they were last year. And I don't know if that's going to be enough, but it's going to be a better 
group. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back and talk a little bit about the Steelers' defense. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. So um, let's talk about the, the secondary, and I think I am rarely right. So I love to put it in people's faces that I had no issue with the Minka Fitzpatrick trade from day one, um, even if it meant the Steelers were giving up what, what might be uh, the 10th overall pick. It ended up being the 18th pick, which made it look like highway robbery. He came in and, and did a lot to transform that defense. Let me ask you, because uh, you, you wrote about Troy Polamalu on, on Tuesday for Steel City Insider. You're doing a Troy Polamalu book. They're different type players, but why don't you talk to me about what Mika ha- has brought to this Steelers defense on the back end and, and then sort of juxtapose that with uh, the, the Troy Polamalu years and, and how instrumental he was in making that defense what it was. I do believe Minka's a free safety who can cover like a corner, cover slot. Uh, Troy was a strong safety who hit like a linebacker who could cover slot receivers. Uh, they are different in that Troy's more of a box explosive type player who the concern was his deep coverage skills. And then he showed that he could do it. And then the question became, do you want to waste him back here? Just overseeing matters. So do you want to waste Minka back there overseeing matters? Well, I don't know that you want Terrell Edmonds overseeing matters because he's not much of a pass coverage guy. He needs to take that step in the third year. He needs to show that he can answer that question the way Polamalu did. He's a great athlete, but boy, he, he does. I don't see that 44 inch vertical when he's downfield trying to bat a ball away. He, he, he has the high point of ability of a Plex Burris, if I recall, you know, which wasn't much. It took a long time for Plex to high point anything. So Terrell Edmonds needs to take that step because you don't want to waste Minka as your Ryan Clark overseeing the place guy. Right. You know, that's kind of a waste. That's a lot of a reason why free safeties don't get drafted so high, but Minka can do many other things. And, but he and Troy are, are different in that respect. And I think you can look at their body types and, and see the difference. So, um, what is the focus of, of the Palomalu book? Well, it's, um, you know, it's a biography. And uh, we're going to go through this. It's going to be the definitive Steelers uh, of the, that decade uh, book, those championships. I, 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 I interview these guys. I, I've done over 100 interviews for this book. It's been over a 10-year project. And it's going to come out in the fall. And uh, it's going to be fantastic. And uh, I'm excited. I describe it to friends as a 500-page notes column. And we all love notes columns. 
And it's not going to be that uh, uh, staccato like, but I have learned, and, and I also am that guy. I have learned that America at this time really has uh, doesn't have much of a, an attention span, and notes columns, even if they become books, <laughs> are preferred. And this is a, a manual for your kid to read, and it's interesting enough for dad to read. But the other thing is, it's Troy Polamalu, so mom has to read it. So everybody should should get a copy of this for Christmas or Mother's Day or Father's Day. And I just think it's going to be a timeless, uh, good biography. And I'm very proud. I feel like I've been assigned this by the universe. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's – yeah, I do. And, and you know, this putting the sports world on hold this spring, uh, I don't mean to sound flip, uh, you know, but I looked at it as how can I make this a silver lining for me. I'm like, well – the sports world is on hold. Get your work done. This is your assignment. You've been tasked with this, so I've been getting it done, and I'm plowing through it. And every every day I sit down, it's just more fun little stories to put in. Well, I can't wait to wait to read it. I I was a huge Palomalu guy from Jump Street when he uh, joined the Pittsburgh Steelers in '03. I'm glad he's going to the Hall of Fame. I'm glad you're writing about him. And uh, Jim, I want to thank you for joining us on Pick Six Podcast to talk Steelers 2020. And I hope we can talk soon, man. Oh, absolutely. Anytime, Mike. Anytime. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.